Yeah. Sometimes we laugh and sometimes we cry, but I guess you know now. Baby. I took a half and she took the whole thing. Slow down. Baby. We took a trip, now we on your block and it's like a ghost town. Baby. Where did these niggas be at when they say they're doing all this and all that? Tired of beefing you bums, you can't even pay me enough to react. Great, great. I had to record this podcast all over again. Uh, I'll give you all a little backstory. I actually got a little um, head cold. I got te- I tested for COVID, super negative. Um, so I'm still dealing with like some throat issues. So I was recording this just for a couple minutes. Throat went like crazy. I started coughing. Um, so I got me some water next to me now. So I should be good. To record this entire podcast But welcome It's Bredisode, uh, whatever it is But this is Summer Flicks um, Gonna be talking about Some movies that I've seen Within this this year, to be honest And I'm gonna talk about all the movies I've seen I've seen, so this is not gonna be Netflix, Hulu, HBO Max Or whatever uh, This is gonna be About the movies I've seen in theaters So, I actually got this pass From AMC uh, $25 a month or 24 roughly. And, uh, I get to watch up to three movies per week. I get discounts on food. I get $5 off on food once I reach like a certain amount of points. It's a really good system. I would advise y'all if you watch movies or you want to like, you know, just figure out dates with your, you know, significant other, I would advise both y'all to get the pass and just watch like, you know, two, three movies a month. If you watch that, if you do that, you make your money back. So, do it you know i try to watch as much movies as i can to get this movie back so let's really get into it um i'm gonna be going from worst to best i'm gonna be explaining the movie just a little bit i don't want to spoil it for anybody so i don't want to tell y'all the entire movie then you know y'all go out and watch y'all don't want to go out and watch it so i'm gonna go from worst to best so first i'm gonna start with this movie ambulance so if you don't know ambulance it is a Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, it's not a Jake Gyllenhaal film, it's a Michael Bay film, but, it, you know, Jake Gyllenhaal and a fa- another famous actor is in it too, um, but essentially, uh, uh, the main actor who's not Jake Gyllenhaal, he's the, they're both co-stars, but they're brothers, so Jake Gyllenhaal and this guy are brothers, the guy is like an ex-military guy, he's going through some, like, financial troubles, and... You know, he grew up in crime and stuff, but he doesn't really want to go back into it. But Jake Gyllenhaal, who's his brother, is still in it. And, you know, he reaches out to Jake Gyllenhaal for some money. Jake Gyllenhaal says, rob this bank with me and you'll be good. So things go sour. They have to, they hurt a cop in the process and they drive off in the ambulance. They negotiate with the police along the way. All that good stuff. Be honest with you. It was a lot of a lot of good action. It was a lot of good action in the movie. A lot of things go wrong. So many things go wrong, and they have to get themselves out of it. You know, they're negotiate negotiating with the police. They're figuring out who Jake Gyllenhaal is because they didn't really know who the guys were in the ambulance. It was a lot going on. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal played a really dope role. Um, 
but every other role was whatever. The, the substance of the movie was whatever. This movie was just known for its action and it's like cool, like car, like, you know, drifting scenes with the ambulance. You know, the guy, you know, the main character of the film, he was like known for his driving skills as like a military vet. So he was just like driving around with the ambulance. So it was really good for you know, watching visually the action. If you really like action, this would be a good movie for you. But in terms of everything else, it was underwhelming. It wasn't really that good of a movie. I don't really even... I remember what happens at the end, but I really forgot what happens throughout. Uh, but, you know, it's a typical Michael Bay film. If you ever watched Transformers, plot's not that good, but a lot of action. So if you want to just watch something with a lot of, like, you know, action, watch Ambulance. It's a 3 out of 10. I'm pretty harsh with the reviews just because there's so many movies. I can't give them all 10s. I can't give them all 9s. I can't give them all 8s. So I'm giving you my true honest thing. I'm not going to watch Ambulance again. So a 3 out of 10. The next movie, Lightyear. Um, Lightyear was a film about Buzz Lightyear. This is actually, this movie is about the movie that inspired Andy and Andy is the owner of the toys Woody and Buzz. If you don't know too much about Toy Story, this is derived from Toy Story. So Toy Story is a four-movie series about toys that come to life. So this movie is about the movie that inspired the toy owner to get the Buzz Lightyear toy. Movie was not terrible, but everything but everything was underwhelming cuz just knowing the four-part series of Toy Story, it was so, like, good. And I would give those movies sevens and up. But this movie was so underwhelming, you know. It didn't really give too much of an impact given the the, the star-studded cast. And I'm, I'm not even saying it's studded, but it had uh, the guy that plays, um, uh, what is it, Krog, Krog, whatever his name is, um, from The Rock Dude from Thor. The Rock Dude from Thor, Chris Evans, and Kiki Palmer, and some like other notable actors. And it did not help with the impact with this film. Their roles weren't that like, you know, star power. It wasn't too much power in it. It didn't really live up to the hype in terms of the first four Toy Story movies. This is actually one of the most underperforming Pixar films I've seen. And not going to lie, I think the last really good Pixar film that came out was Coco. In what, 2017? Uh, so Pixar hasn't really lived up to that hype. They've been losing it a bit. So hopefully they could get it back and running. Uh, hopefully Lightyear was just like a, a stump. Uh, I think Toy Story 4 has came out in the process too. It wasn't too much of a bad movie. I feel like they could have left it out. Um, so hopefully they could do something better with this Pixar that they got going on. If you want to learn more about Pixar, I do have an episode, Brett episode about Pixar theory. So definitely crack into that. But yeah. Uh, it does have funny aspects in Lightyear, so you know it's a good film to watch with your family. Um, good to watch with the little ones, you know. Yeah, it's it's a three out of ten. Um, another movie um, is Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. So this movie um, is about a black church, a black mega church, and the pastor of that church gets caught up in some allegations. So they create a quote-unquote documentary to show that they're better than ever. You know what I mean? Take another sip of water. 
Yeah. They're trying to, you know, bring their church back. But there's another church down the street that's just getting better. So nobody wants to go back because of his allegations that he had because those allegations are that harsh. I thought they were going to address a lot of good things in this movie because it was Daniel Kalula produced and it was uh, Jordan Peele produced. If you don't know these guys, Daniel Kalula is the star of Get Out. He was also on Black Panther and he was also the star in the new movie Nope, which I'll be discussing later. Jordan Peele, we know him. <laughs> He's made some pretty good movies. He has three movies within the past like six years, six, seven, uh, five to six years. And they're all like, you know, um, box office hits in my eyes. Um, so I'm thinking Honk for Jesus Save Your Soul is up to that par. I'm not comparing those movies, but I'm thinking it's going to be good. It it was very underwhelming because they didn't address the topics they addressed in the movie. They like beat around the bush of what was going on and they used satire to convey that and their satire wasn't even that good. I didn't really like it. It was something about it I just did not like. Because when those allegations came out, I was like, okay, cool. Now they discuss the allegations. How are they going to address it? How are they going to use this? How are they going to convey this message? How are they going to do it? And they beat around the bush with it. But one thing I can say about this movie that really helped its review, and it's really sad because the movie was that bad, but one thing really was the anchor of this film, and it was Regina Hall's performance. Regina Hall probably played her best acting performance. And I'm not saying her best role. Because her, her and Scary Movies was good. Like, she's had some really good roles where we know notable for her. But in terms of acting performance coming out of her comfort zone, definitely Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul was her, like, thing. And I really appreciate her role in that movie because it was really good. Um, she did everything she could. It was just a bad film. Uh, that's all I can say. That movie's a 3 out of 10. That was actually all of the 3 out of 10s that I have. I have a lot more movies to discuss. Bear with me. Next, um, I'll be talking about the next two movies that are four out of tens. Uh, they're animated movies. Uh, I'm not. I'm not knocking down animated movies. I think the animated movies that came out the past few years haven't really been that good, anyways. So, DC League of Pets, Super Pets. Uh, Essentially, it's about Crypto, who's the dog of, who's a super dog. He is a dog with super powers, and he's the dog of Superman. I don't even know how to explain this. Superman gets captured uh, by this other super pet, and along the process, these dogs and like other pets, and this pet store gets superpowers too. You got to watch the movie to see how they get the powers. Uh, excuse me. Um. Yeah, you got to see how they get these powers. They uh, work with Crypto, who's the actor. The actor for Crypto is The Rock. And Kevin Hart's another actor. He's a dog. They all have power. So they work together to try to, you know, save Superman and, you know, save the world, basically. It's a good family film. It was actually surprisingly funny. Um, That's really all I can say about it. Didn't have too much of a substance, uh, really just like a kid-like movie, but it had adult humor, so it was it, it, it played along with the fine line of like adult humor and kid movie, 
which they did pretty well, but it was just the substance of the movie that couldn't really grasp me too much. I actually fell asleep a little bit, not throughout the entire movie, probably like five minutes of it. Um, it just wasn't really too well, and I knew I wouldn't watch it again. So that's why I really gave it a four out of ten. Uh, but still a good little family film. I'd watch it with the family. It's going to be solid. Like you're going to like it. Uh, I gave it a four out of 10 just because it was, it was, had dull moments. Um, humor wasn't that funny, but the humor would get funny here and there. It was very up down. It was very inconsistent. So four out of 10. Next movie is this movie called the bad guys. Uh, the bad guys is a DreamWorks film. If you know anything about DreamWorks, that's the same production company that created Shrek and uh, Puss in Boots and Kung Fu Panda um, and a lot of other like good movies. Uh, so if you don't know anything, if you know anything about DreamWorks, excuse me, you know that they uh, provide some movies that are animated, but they play. But so it could be for kids, but it's on the fine line of adult comedy, um, which DreamWorks has played very well. Since they've ever came out, they have played along that good fine line of adult comedy and, you know, and, you know, anime animation. Um, so just to really get into it, it's a, it's a feel good film. It's super predictable. <laughs> they try to make you like, oh, this is going to be a dope plot twist. It really wasn't. The movie is about these about bad guys, about criminals uh, that are like, you know, Animals, I think the the Mr. Wolf, Mr. Tarantula, Miss Tarantula, um, Miss Shark. Oh no, Mr. Shark, um, and all these other you know Misters and Misses. Um, they're like a criminal crew, and they go good because they got caught up in some stuff. But they're still kind of bad. But one of them, you know, becomes good because they want it, like they want the feeling of being good. So it's just. It's just a feel-good film. Watch it if you want. Uh, anything, I, I'm just going to say this now, anything past a 6 out of 10, I recommend watching. Anything under a 6. Yeah, anything 6 and up, I re- recommend watching. Anything uh, 5 and below, I, you, you can live your life without watching. And this is a movie that you can really live your life without watching. Um, I, give it out of, I give it a 4 out of 10, uh, just like DC uh, Su- uh, League of Super Pets. I think that's it with the 4 out of 10s. Let's move on to 5 out of 10. Sorry to all my Marvel fans, but Thor Love and Thunder was not it. Um, And I can explain why. Thor, if you don't know, he's the god of thunder. He's an MC Marvel. And he's um, pretty been inconsistent with his movies uh, the first Thor was actually pretty solid. Second Thor was very underwhelming. Third F- Thor was his best Thor. Ragnarok was up there. So we're thinking Thor from now on is going to be playing with this fine line of adult comedy but seriousness. It's going to be super funny but also it's going to be super deep. A lot of action. It's going to be really good. This was the opposite end of the spectrum. It was just funny. It and I, I'm not even saying it just didn't have no seriousness to the plot everything else was funny they had they cracked jokes all the time like they he never in the thor movies have i seen his molnir is like his hammer and then um uh was it thor stormbreaker stormbreaker is his, uh, his other like axe they, they basically had a life like 
they would like come up to him whenever they felt jealous about something like it was kind of weird uh and you know you don't see that in the previous movie so why they do it now so they're really trying to throw this funny aspect because it was you know ragnarok had a lot of funny aspects so they thought oh we found something with thor it's just we're just gonna be super funny with it we're gonna make it super animated and fun and i think it kind of backfired on them it didn't have too much of a plot it wasn't you know it, it was had some solid action uh, it was funny. Like, like I said, it's funny. Plot was broad. And I just feel bad because the villain was Christian Bale, who, if you don't know who Christian Bale is, he's who played Batman. He played Psycho. Like, he played some pretty good roles. So you're thinking, dang, this villain's going to be nice. But he had a really underperforming, uh, underwhelming performance. Um, it was just a really, you know, not that good movie. But what really saves it, is because it's that funny. Like it had a lot of funny aspects. So I gave it a five out of 10 because it's funny. And I felt like the movie was too fast. It it, it went through, it didn't have too much character uh, development. I have a lot bad to say about this movie, but it's still Marvel. So Marvel still like, you know, does its thing. So even though I talk down on it a lot, you know, I, I'm not saying I recommend watching. You can live your life without watching it, but it still has some good aspects for you to watch. So I did give it a five out of 10. Um, I think that was it with the 5 out of 10s. Let me see. Yes. So moving on to 6 out of 10. Um, What movie do I want to start with first? Cool. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. So six, So from these ratings and beyond, I recommend watching these movies because they actually have some type of you know good originality to it. And that's what I like about films nowadays. I don't really like too much of the, the cameos and the nostalgia. And one of these movies does have it. But I'll explain why it's a 6 out of 10 in a minute. Because it does kind of have originality. Let me drink some water. Hold on. Ah. <laughs> it's like ASMR low key. But yeah. First movie I'm going to talk about is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, and... I was really concerned because before I watched this movie, I watched Sonic the Hedgehog 1 because I didn't watch the second one. So I was like, let me watch the first one. And really, you don't really need to watch the first one to watch the second one. You kind of catch up to speed. Number one is the introduction movie. But watching number one, I was actually surprised by it. So I would advise people to watch number one because it was actually surprisingly funny. Wasn't like deep. It was. It, it's kind of like, you know, like the bad guys and DC Super League of Pets. But something I really liked about it is that it kept its originality and, you know, I didn't really expect too much out of this movie. So I had low expectations coming in, coming into this movie and it actually exceeded my expectations. It was a feel-good film. It was surprisingly funny and it gives you the idea that a third one's coming out. And I was actually like, you know what, I'm going to watch this again because it was actually pretty funny. And it was just as good as the first one. So I felt like, you know what, I'm going to give this a 6 out of 10. It was low-key on the, like, 5 end. But then I was thinking about it, man. Like, I want to watch the third one, too. Because I've seen the... Like, this movie really had a lot of character development. Watch the first one. And then if you watch the second one, and it has more characters. It has a lot more character development. It wasn't too fast. Um, they took their time with this movie, you could tell. Um... I advise people to watch it. I advise people to watch the Song of the Hedgehog series. It's not that bad. I gave it a 6 out of 10 because it is predictable. It is like a feel-good film. So they're not really doing too much with the plot. But 
It's pretty solid. It's pretty solid. I would watch the series. You would think, and they kind of put a twist to the Sonic the Hedgehog game because, you know, he does collect rings and stuff. So you see why he collects the rings. So it's pretty cool. Like, I like how they did it. You know, it's a pretty good feel-good film. It's the best feel-good film out of this whole process. Um, about about a pretty, It's the best feel-good film in this entire, like, movie thing. Next, I'm going to talk about the next movie is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So I'm not going to really go in-depth too much about, um, uh, if you hear the clacking sound, that's a dog drinking out of a bowl. That's cool. Um, got a little puppy here for the weekend, so that's dope. Uh, but yeah, I'm not going to go in too deep to the plot because it's going to spoil a lot. Uh, but it's a Doctor Strange movie. Doctor Strange is MC Marvel Universe. It kind of discusses uh, the multiverse. There's actually uh, a superhero that is founded in this movie who could travel through the multiverses. Uh, not trying to spoil anything on the villain or anything like that. But it would have been under a six. Because it was an underperforming movie. Uh, the ending was just bittersweet because the villain was doing so much. And then it gets to the end. And I'm not going to lie. Um, <clears throat> the villain was just overpowering. The villain was just too powerful. So it was just hard to beat this villain. So the villain had to quote unquote beat themselves. I'm sorry. That's more of the, sp- that's the biggest spoiler I could give you in this movie. It, that, that was it. it. It was just bittersweet because it was just like you, the villain did all this, this entire movie. Just do what they just did at the end. It, it was more bittersweet. I was just like, okay, it's good that they defeated the villain, but like this, you know, <laughs> like it was, it was it, that, that's all it took. So, and I also think with this film, it didn't really show how strong Dr. Strange was, even though the, the villain was overpowering and that's okay. I just feel like it didn't really show the capability of Dr. Strange. It was him running away from a villain the entire movie. It didn't really show that he could really fight her the way he can. It really showed, this movie just showed how strong the villain was. That's really it. And I feel like in a Doctor Strange film, uh, film, it shouldn't really show how good a villain is sometimes. It should really show what the superhero can do. But this whole movie, he was running away. Now let me talk about why it's good. It does have cameos and nostalgia, which we all love. You know, you'll see for yourself once you watch the movie. It's a lot of cameos, a lot of like, oh, shoot, dang, they have him in here. Oh, I have this person in here. Um, So that really anchored the film a little bit. Uh, Like I said, originality is like a big thing with me with like, you know, rating movies. And, you know, like I said, cameos and nostalgia does play a big part in like, you know, hindering um, originality. So what I really liked about Dr. Strange that's really original is that it was more of a thriller. Um, it had a thrilling aspect to it. The villain was so overpowering that it was more of a scary movie. So like I said, he was running away, but it made it original because it was just like, it was kind of scary. And I know I forgot who produced the movie or directed it. It's, it's a famous person who does thrillers. So he made this movie a very like thriller like film. Um, so appreciate him for that. But yeah, Doctor Strange the Multiverse, I give it a six out of ten. I you know, I recommend people watching it just because to see like a route that Marvel took that it's never got to in terms of thriller. 
and it had like weird like music and stuff to you know be a little suspenseful i'm not gonna say it was a thriller throughout but it was kind of like kind of gave you goosebumps you know it was was pretty cool so i did give it a six out of ten um and yeah and it's kind of funny i did say uh cameo and originality does not play a part but it does i just i just looked at some of the movies that i have like moving forward definitely cameos and nostalgia i'm tripping uh (laughs) my bad but next movie Another one, 6 out of 10, is this movie called The Barbarian. The Barbarian, uh, I would have gave it higher. I'll tell y'all why in a minute. But it was a very original scary movie. It's a scary movie about this lady. She got this Airbnb in Detroit. And it's double booked with this dude. And she comes through. She's like kind of iffy about the dude. She's like, what the hell? What are you doing in my place? He's like, well, I I got this room too. They both see... That they got the room, and they're like, what the heck? And the guy's like, you could just stay here, um, and you'll figure out in the morning because it's like raining and it's dark outside, so he doesn't want her to go out there. And that's where everything goes downhill uh, after that. Um, and, you know, you you would think that you know where this movie's headed to after I say all this. And that's why I don't want to spoil it because it's definitely not predictable at all and that's why i gave it a six out of ten i think everyone should watch this movie because what you think is gonna happen does not happen at all literally not at all i advise everyone to watch this movie even if you don't like scary movies watch this because i was definitely flabbergasted i watched this yesterday i just watched this yesterday and i really wanted to watch it first before i did this podcast and i really appreciated that it did not go the way I thought it was going to go because I really thought that this was going to happen and it never did. And it was so crazy because at one point in the movie, you think the movie's over and you're like, what the fuck? Like, it just ended like this? Like, that's weak, but it moves on to the next part of the story and you got to watch it. And one thing I can say about this movie that also made it better than what it is is that Justin Long displayed his best role he has ever played if you know who justin long is if you ever seen the movie dodgeball he's the cheerleader guy in the movie and if you ever seen jeepers creepers one he's the guy that jeepers creepers took his eyes from so he's not familiar he's very he's not familiar yeah yeah, he is familiar he's familiar with these uh scary movies so i would advise to watch this movie because justin long played such a good performance and he was so humorous and in, in this movie, I've never seen a scary movie this humor heavy. It had a lot of humor and a lot of funny jokes. I wish I could spoil it for you, but I really want you to watch it for yourself. That's why I gave it a 6 out of 10, because people should watch it for yourself. It's really on the fine line of 6 and 7. That's how I feel like the, its originality and its humor plays a good part in this in this film. But... I do want to say the reason why it's so low is because it's crazy turn uh, turns in the movie. Like it's crazy turns because you're going to be like, it's going here. Then it goes so left. And I feel like it goes so left that you're like, ugh, like that went a little too far. I didn't really expect this. It was kind of hard. You know, trailer doesn't really expose too much. So that's good. And the strong humor kind of dampens the scariness in, in aspect of the film. So it's like, it's it's a big duality. It's it's big duality with this movie um, because 
you like its originality. You like that it had a different approach, but also at the same time, it wasn't as scary because of its heavy humor and um, and uh, its crazy turns. It was kind of crazy. I'm not gonna lie, but I do advise people to watch it because even though if if it doesn't give you that scary movie vibe, it's super fucking funny. Justin Long was fucking hilarious, and I will say that. That is it with the six out of tens, I believe. Um, let me see. Um, sorry if you hear my dogs uh, crying. Mailman comes at this time. I think that's it with the six out of tens. Coolio, let's move on to seven out of ten. Seven out of ten is this movie breaking. Uh, John Boyega plays uh john boyega if you don't know him he's finn from star wars he's also uh coming in this movie woman king with viola davis um so looking forward to that um breaking john boyega like i said he's the main actor he plays a guy who gets you know fucked over by the va dist- uh, system he's a vet they don't really pay him they scammed him over some money so he robs a bank to you know show how flawed the system is he doesn't even want the bank's money he wants the va to send him his money so he goes in there says he got a bomb and he stays in there and it's just like a really stunning performance it kind of gives you like a john q vibe denzel washington type of vibe uh but definitely like super left from uh john q um yeah i would say watch it it is i gave it a seven out of ten because john boyega he played his best role i've i've seen him so far as actor like that was his best role and you can actually look at reviews you can look at rotten tomatoes that his role was the anchor of the film like he really played his role well like he was really fucking good like i would watch it you know i'd watch it again um the movie did seem a little rushed uh which i gave it a really low score and really it wasn't beyond uh john boyega's performance it was that like compelling um that actor uh, who recently just passed away is in the film. So that was the last film. So if you want to see his last film, I think it was, what's his name? Michael Williams, I think. Uh, let me see. Let me look it up. I got my computer in front of me. But yeah, I think it was a pretty solid film. Uh, let me see. Cast. Breaking cast. Yeah. Michael Kenneth. Yeah, Michael Williams. Okay, I was right. Yeah. Michael K. Williams. Yeah. That was his last movie. Um, and that was, he played a pretty solid role too. Uh, the movie seemed a little rushed. Uh, that's why I gave it a seven out of 10, but it does discuss flaws in the VA system. It addresses some messages that I liked, you know, it's not, I like that, but I like that it addressed messages in the film. So I actually watched that the same day as Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. And I remember watching it with my girlfriend and it was kind of funny because we thought Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul was going to be that movie and it was flipped. Uh, she didn't really like Breaking to the best of its abilities because of the ending. She didn't like the ending. Um, but it was, it was actually inspired by true story breaking. So how are they going to end it? You know, if it was true, like how was it going to end, you know? So that's it with that. Um, that was only seven out of 10. So moving forward, uh, let me turn this up. I don't even know what's the, uh, applause. I think this was the applause. Hold on. <laughs> that's laughing. There it is. So these are the top movies. Um, the I'd never uh, uh, I didn't give out any tens for this year, but these are the top movies. These are eights and nines. 
Uh, let me start it off with the first one, Batman. I saw Batman and it it was long. Um, think the only things I could say is that the acting was wasn't like standoutish, and the length was length was very underwhelming. Um, I was getting tired towards the end. It was a three hour film. I was like, wow, but. I gave it out of 8 out of 10 because it wasn't like the other Batmans. Batman wasn't this player dude who who was a millionaire and had everything and he had all these girls and stuff, right? It really showed the dark side of Batman. Batman's parents were killed in front of him as a child. He was an orphan who turned millionaire. He's going to have some like issues, you know, like and I think it really showed that he had some inner, you know, issues. And there was a lot of flawed in his family, and I feel like y'all should watch it because it wasn't like the other Batmans. This was really deep. It had a very dark story. And it was kind of like murder mystery-esque. And I have a thing for murder mysteries because they're very unpredictable. I love unpredictable movies. If a movie's predictable, I kind of like stay away from it. But this movie was very like unpredictable. Uh, um, the plot was really thought out. Uh, I think the, the villain for this movie was great because he just you just didn't know where he was going with shit. Um, Robert Patterson could have played a better Batman, but that's neither here or there. But I think the movie was really good. It was very dark. So if you're looking for like a murder mystery and you don't mind watching a movie for that long, definitely Batman. Batman was definitely an 8 out of 10. And I've talked to my friends and they're like, whoa, like, I think it was like a 9. I think it was a 10. I think the length really dampened the movie a little bit. But if you don't mind watching a really long movie, Batman was really good. It's on HBO Max now. So definitely watch it. So Batman was good. So definitely watch that. Um, what is the other one? So I have a couple, um, next is Bullet Train. Bullet Train is a movie with Brad Pitt. It has a lot of famous actors, but Brad Pitt's like the main actor. It's about all these like assassins and hitmen on a train looking for a suitcase and they're all fighting for it. At first, I thought it was going to be super predictable, but it wasn't as predictable as I thought. So that was actually really good. It was a solid film. Uh, it provided like some good roles, uh, except for Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny didn't say a word. Like I think he said like at most like nine. He didn't even say ten words. I know he didn't say ten words. He did not say ten words in that movie. But it was very funny. You know, the movie was very funny. Uh, had a lot of drama. Had a lot of like you know a, a ton of action. It was action in almost every scene. But you know, if you like action, this is super good. Um, I think the reason why this is an eight is uh. Because it had a very large cast, kind of like not like an expendables type, but it had a very large cast, so it was really hard to follow with this movie because they try to develop every character, and that could seem very like overwhelming to watch a film, and it's just like there's so many characters um yeah, it's just so many characters to follow, and it's just like, oh my gosh, like this is very overwhelming, and it get, it kind of like moves around a lot, and you're like, dang, like what is going on here, 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 here? Oh my god, like it's just too much to like, you know, grasp. So I I could see it could be a little too much, especially with action going everywhere. So it's just like your brain is moving a lot, but the story's good, the plot is good, and it's a solid film with a good uh, good roles, very funny, uh, dramatic, a lot of action. Definitely watch it. Super good. 
that's why I gave it out eight, eight out of ten though, because it could be everywhere at some points. Um, <clears throat> is there another eight out of ten that I miss? Batman. Ah, <laughs> I, I saved this because these are my top three. So these are three movies left. Nope. Nope was a really good film. Everyone is out there like, oh, no, nope isn't good. Nope is this. Nope is that. And I know why people are saying that. Because nope isn't as deep as Get Out and Us. And it's fine. You could say that. You were comparing those movies, and it's fine. At the end of the movie, you're like, I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I understand why you don't get it. Because it's such a straightforward movie. You thought it was going to be just like Get Out. Oh, you know, because you had the cereal, you know, you know, uh, cereal and milk separated and Get Out. That means like difference of colors. No, they didn't have that. Nope. They didn't have it in Nope. It was so straightforward, but it still had deep things to, you know, discuss like exploitation, the black industry, you know, a lot of things. I think this movie touched a lot on exploitation. Just watch the movie. And it was very original. You know, we don't see sci-fi movies like that. Like, it was kind of inspired by Jaws, so the originality is kind of affected a bit. But, you know, it's kind of like Jaws sci-fi style, and it was black. I loved it. But the only thing I didn't really like about the film that much is that the kind of the trailer um, exposed a lot of good aspects of the film. Um, I think he should have kept the trailer very broad. And I think if the trailer was broad more people would be surprised and like the movie a lot more. But the trailer did show uh, expose a lot of things. And he said, oh, the trailer doesn't expose a lot of things in an interview. I think he said that. But he did. Like, he did. Like, I'm not even going to lie. Kiki Palmer played a great performance. Um, I liked this movie because it was straightforward over depth. But I really like Kiki Palmer in this movie. She was thumbs up. Really good. Shouts out to Kiki. And I appreciate people for Nope, uh, for saying Nope is good. Because I do think Nope is good. Um, I don't want to expose anything, but if you think the the monkey has to do anything with the alien, it's not doing anything. This is not me spoiling anything. If you think the monkey has to do anything with the alien, dead it. It does not have to do anything with the alien. It has to do with someone's perception or like, I'll let you figure it out because I don't want to spoil too much, but just watch it. And if you have issues, you can definitely reach out to me. <laughs> you can just DM Bread Season on on Instagram. B-R-E-D-S-Z-N. You can DM me and ask me and I'll let you know. Okay? But yeah, it was an 8 out of 10. The last two movies. Number one. These both are 9 out of 10s. Top Gun Maverick. So like I said, one of the best movies was nostalgic and cameo-ish. And it's the one of the best movies. So I definitely lied about the nostalgia and cameo. But the thing, I, the reason why I gave it a nine out of ten is because I would watch it again, obviously. And Tom Cruise's role was good, and it added on from the previous movie super well. Like it was thirty years later, so you're like, what the heck? Like they can't do nothing like that. But it was actually a really good movie. It was sentimental. It was compelling, and the character development was so good. Like it was about it was about. Tom Cruise, his role, Maverick, helping out the younger people 
to do a mission that was nearly impossible. Funny, it's like Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise movie. No, I'm joking. But yeah, he's teaching the young crowd how to do this impossible mission because they know only he could do it. So he's teaching people how to do what he does. And one of the people is actually his best friend who dies, son. And they have a deep relationship. Watch the movie. It was super good. Watch it. Character development was great. I have no really wrongs with it. Only that it just wasn't believable <laughs> uh, towards like the end and stuff. What happens and stuff like they would have been dead. That's all I got to say. Uh, let me not say it's not they would have been dead, but it's just like everything that led up to a point, which is like, how did they get through all that? And they get to the end. Like, I don't know. Like, you got to watch it. I don't want to spoil it too much for you, but it was just non-believable a little bit uh, towards the end. So I would advise y'all to watch it. Um, nine out of ten. So definitely watch it. A lot of people, it was a lot of good uh, feedback. So definitely watch it. Last but not least, I want to say this movie lastly because nobody really knows this movie. It's called Vengeance. Uh, Vengeance is about uh, a writer for like a New York, uh, you know, uh, New York like newspaper, and he's uh, he's an aspiring podcaster, but he doesn't know what his theme is. And on the other end, this guy. Uh, that's the main character. He's also a womanizer. He just he messes with a lot of women on dating apps and stuff and all that good stuff. So he doesn't really have a he has like you can tell he has commitment and attachment issues. He gets his phone call one day from this family from Texas saying that his girlfriend just died. He's like, What are you talking about? Um, he doesn't understand. Like, I don't have a girlfriend. He's like, No, you do. Like, it's this girl from Texas. He looks her up. It was a girl he used to mess with, but he didn't really have that close of a relationship with her. But somehow, some way, he goes back out to Texas. And once he goes out to Texas, they tell her, they tell him they think uh, they're trying to revenge her death, avenge her death. And they're like, He's like, Bro, she died of like an opioid overdose. Like, she, you know, didn't get murdered. And they think she got murdered. There's really no evidence. So he creates a podcast and has a theme. To find the murderer of this death. So he's kind of like exploiting like Texas people for their like idiotic like, you know, ideas on how she died. But then it kind of becomes a murder mystery because there's some things that's pointed out that she possibly might have been killed. So it's very original, you know, like and it's super funny. I was laughing almost throughout the entire film, but it was super dramatic, too. That's why I gave it a nine out of ten. So I would advise to watch this movie. It was really good. 9 out of 10. For sure, 9 out of 10. Funny. Definitely would watch again. It's really hard to find in theaters, but you could pay $20 for it on Amazon Prime. So be sure to watch it. Um, we're almost at the end of this bread episode. So let's just play this. Weezy out of here. Weezy out of here. Hot questions. So this is not really hot questions. I'm be honest. I'm just gonna go over some the most underrated film, the most overrated film, and thing in a movie that lived up to its hype. So the most underrated film, I have two of them. It is Vengeance and Batman. Those two films were the most underrated because nobody was really expecting Batman to be that good, and it actually was that good because people were still holding on to the Dark Knight days. So definitely watch Batman because Batman was that good. And Vengeance being another one because nobody knows that movie Vengeance, and it was actually the best movie I've seen this entire year. 
uh, behind. Obviously, it's it's uh, there's one A and one B with Top Gun and uh, Vengeance. So I would advise to go out and watch Batman and Vengeance because they were the most underrated movies of the year. Most overrated film, Honk for Jesus, Save Your Soul. I feel like just just me as a black person, it was very hyped up in the black community. It was executive produced by Jordan Peele. It was produced by Daniel Kalula. You thought it was going to be this big hype, but really was super, super, super underwhelming of a film. So definitely very overrated. A movie that lived up to the hype. That's the last one. Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick lived up to the hype. It was hype when it was in the trailers. It was hype when they were talking about it. It was hype when people were talking about it when it came out to the theaters. The reviews were hyped. And when I watched it, it lived up to the hype. It was that good of a movie. So like I said, if you didn't take anything out of this podcast, just take that the six and the sixes and up, I strongly recommend watching. So I'm going to give you the list of the movies that were rated six and up. So The Barbarian was a six out of ten. Um, let me let me get into it. I have to scroll down the list. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was a six out of ten. Doctor Strange in the multi- Multiverse of Madness was a six out of ten. And then seven was Breaking. Eight was Nope, and Batman, and then nine. The last nines were Top Gun, Maverick, and Vengeance. Thank you so much. We have a bread so coming out next week on streaming culture, and we might have a surprise one coming out this month. Keep a tune in. Watch out, Bread Talk, the bread. Peace. Yeah, 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 yeah. Press I want for sure, you gon' need three promoters. I got the body from Jamelis, but I had switched the motor. I got these badass bitch riding around this bitch, and they all the coders. Yeah, I just told her make a story. Yeah, I just bought all the Trojans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told her stand my me. I told her stop telling that thing she seen and told her meet me at the Ritz. I got baguettes in the back of my ring and I went in trying to hit. I told her she gotta run to the team before she can talk to the lit. Food. I told her mama tie all my shoes Showed her to me in cash, now she woozy 20 watches and I'm still snoozing I had came more about the trenches Then I had beat a few bodies like Boosie She said you Merkel, my show you my coochie I had to sing to this bitch like Latusi Yeah, 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 yeah Bitch got a bad word on her nightstand She must be fucking with Ghana Yeah, yeah, I fuck with slats and we call it E-Rex And I came with some fucking piranhas